0: Hi, I'm Will, and this is my wife, Dallas. Hi! This is Not the Beginning, a podcast where a longtime Wheel of Time fan and a Wheel of Time newbie read through each of the 14 books in this long series. Warning, this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences, and will contain spoilers. If you've not read Robert Jordan's The Fires of Heaven, book five, please proceed with caution.
1: The wheel wove the heroes into the pattern as they were needed, to shape the pattern, And when they died, they returned here to wait again. That was what it meant to be bound to the wheel. New heroes could find themselves bound so, as well, men and women whose bravery and accomplishments raised them far above the ordinary. But once bound, it was forever. On this episode of Not the Beginning, we will dive in and discuss chapters 8 through 14 of The Fires of Heaven. Note. I have not read past chapter 14, and Will is going to do his best not to bring in anything from the rest of the Fires of Heaven or the next nine books during our discussion. So as long as you've read through chapter 14, you should be good. If you haven't, I recommend pausing here and going to read.
0: Chapter Summaries, as always, from DragonMount.com. Nynaeve and Elaine cross the border into Amadesia, disguised as dye Di merchants. Nervous about the Black Aja and Mogideon as well as the White Cloaks, Elaine and Nynaeve keep a low profile. Nynaeve berates Elaine for flirting with Tom. They walk into Mardesson and see a yellow Aja signal in a seamstress's window. Nynaeve gives the countersign and receives a message calling all Aes back to the White Tower. The yellow Aja agent, Rhonda Makura, drugs Nynaeve and Elaine. Elaine wakes but is unable to move or channel. Rhonda Makura keeps Elaine and Nynaeve sedated with tea made from Forkroot. But Tom and Julin arrive and turn the tables on her. The seamstress admits she had orders from the Eimerlinn to bring Elaine to the tower at all costs. Nynaeve and Elaine decide to dye their hair and take up new disguises. Swan's party arrives in Lugard. Swan realizes that being stilled has made her look young again. While Liana practices her flirting on Logan, Swan seeks out an agent for the Blue Aja and is given the message Sally Dara. She interprets it to mean that the Blue Aja has gone to Saladar. Gareth Bryn arrives in Lugard a day after Swan's party and follows them west. Elaine and Nynaeve encounter a traveling show on the road through Amadesia. They continue on to Sienda, where they rent a room in an inn. Nynaeve meets with Brigitta in Teleronriad, and then separately with Egwene and one of the Wise Ones. Unable to reveal that Brigitte is the source of her knowledge about the Forsaken, Nynaeve endures a lecture from Melaine. Alright, you know not much happens in a section when Dragonmount gives you... Not one, but two single sentence chapter summaries.
1: Yeah, nothing happens.
0: Chapter eight is basically them leaving, or it's them like a while after they left Ebu, not Ebu Dar, uh, Tanchico, Getting my cities mixed up. A while after they left Tanchiko, they're on the road. They're disguised as die merchants. Cool.
1: I have a correction. Not I said not much happens in this section. Uh huh. What does happen is Nynaeve complains a whole lot, and I have, oh. I have never wanted to box Nynaeve's ears.
0: No, she But to... I do right
1: now. She's acting like a petulant child.
0: She really is, and I don't know...
1: It's not becoming on her. It
0: really, really isn't. I don't... At least I don't think it's supposed to be. Like, I think she's supposed to be not sympathetic here.
1: I think so, but, like, uh
0: because she's, like, trying to lecture Elaine on, like, all this stuff. And Elaine's like, you're not my mother. You're not my my nursemaid. I barely know you.
1: Well, and it's just, like, Nynaeve's lecturing her about being an adult. But yet, the second that she has to start pretending to be Elaine's maid, when that was the yeah. right roles to play there, she's acting like a petulant little child. Yeah,
0: off screen, they have to act like... Nynaeve is Elaine's maid because it they give up their dye merchant disguises. They they have an encounter with some white cloaks and it goes well because they actually have dyes, which is like good job them. Yeah. But after that in the village, I think it I think this is after the encounter with Ronda McCura.
1: Yeah, it's after they got poisoned and
0: drugged. And they they like have to go to an inn and they're like, Okay, well now we need a good excuse to be traveling together with two men who aren't our husbands or related to us. So like I guess that's how the world is.
1: They're escorts. They're their right. escorts. And <clears throat> Elaine had a good point about a lady would not travel without a lady's maid.
0: Right. And Elaine is the only one who knows how to act like a lady because she is. Yep. And by lady, I mean like... Princess. Like capital L lady. Yeah. Someone for whom a title is attached. Yeah. And so Nynaeve is acting... Nynaeve has to act like a servant at a, inn... And then afterwards, for, like, half the chapter, it's not even, like, a paragraph. Like, if it were, like, a paragraph, it could be, like, okay, this is, like, some fun banter. But But it's, like... No, it's,
1: like, an entire chapter. And clearly they've been at this for, like, a couple of days. And she's still, like, acting like this, like, forced, subservient...
0: Like, over the top. Like, yes, my lady. Of course, my lady. Whatever my lady wants.
1: Which is just, like...
0: Eventually... Elaine snaps and is like, you need to cut that shit out.
1: Or I'm going to treat you like you're my lady's right,
0: friend. Right. And... I've been
1: treating you like my friend. <laughs> I can treat you that way. Do you want me to?
0: I'm a princess. I know how to do that.
1: <laughs> I can.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, really not not a terrible... Okay, one very, very important thing happens this section with Rhonda Makura... Yeah. We'll get to it.
1: We'll get to it. First, let's talk about Swan, because we've got a random little Swan chapter stuck in the middle of all this
0: yep. boring actually, Elaine and
1: Nynaeve stuff.
0: I'll come back to it, but before we started recording, we were wondering why is the Swan chapter in the middle of this large Elaine and Nynaeve section, other than to break up why Nynaeve is insufferable the whole time, or how Nynaeve is insufferable the whole time. And I realized why, and we'll get back to it.
1: Okay. But we can talk about Swan first.
0: Yes, we can talk about Swan first.
1: As you were reading the summary and it commented on how Swan looks young again, I had a thought. Does that now mean that her and Maureen's relationship is an age gap? Yes and no. <laughs> like like and it, it looks it, like at least Maureen's an appearance. It's gonna look like Maureen's an older woman with a younger woman.
0: But only by like twenty-ish years?
1: That's a pretty big age gap. That is gap. a pretty
0: big age gap, especially because the way Swan is telling it, she looks like she's 18 again.
1: Yeah, she looks like she's the same age as Min.
0: Yeah. Well, would okay, she... so that would put her in her, like, mid-20s. Yeah. Min is definitely older than the Two Rivers people. She's
1: about... I would put her at, like, Eve's age, so, yeah. like, mid-20s. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, it's gonna look like on the outside there's this, like, kind of egregious age gap. Like, <laughs> I don't mind a little bit of, at least if I'm reading a romance novel, I don't mind there being a little bit of an age gap. Like
0: It is, it 15 would be years is borderline. I, 15
1: years is where I cap out on the. this is an acceptable age gap as long as both people are in the same positions in their life. Yeah. Because that means they're, like, gotta have, there's, like, power imbalances. Yeah. Like, yeah. an 18-year-old in college and an 18-year-old high schooler, that's power imbalance, well, even though they're the same age. If
0: we're talking soiree, this would be power imbalance whiplash because it would go from them both being novices together to both being Aes Sedai to Swan being fucking Amaryllin to now Swan can't channel at all. Moraine literally has the power.
1: They started on the same place though when when their relationship started and I think that's the that is one of the important parts to note it, to note when yeah. there's like a power imbalance. Yeah, their, their
0: pillow friendship did start at a, pace, at a place of equality.
1: Yes. We so, have not
0: encountered the term pillow friends yet.
1: We have not. So therefore, I wouldn't, even though at one point Swan is Amaralyn and Moraine is like an underling in comparison, that's not really a power dyna- an unequal power dynamic because they had their relationship beforehand.
0: I would think it like, is but it's addressed well.
1: Yes, like cuz it it wasn't unequal power dynamics when there's an unequal power dynamic before the relationship starts, it's a little bit predatory.
0: It can be, yeah. It can be. I don't think it has to be. It doesn't but it, have to it be. Can but it can very easily be.
1: It can very easily be. In that case, there isn't. But, like, it's going to look like there's this huge age gap between them. Yep. And that just occurred to me.
0: Yep. It it will appear that way. That's it true. will
1: appear that there's, like, this 30-year age gap. And, like, that's where I draw the line. 15 it's, years and up is, uh-huh. I'm like, mm, find someone your own age.
0: It's probably more, like, 20, not 30. Still a lot. But... I think a lot of the times when we get descriptions of Aes Sedai, one, they're very difficult to put an age to.
1: They're like, they kind of like cap out at 40-ish? Right.
0: That's the oldest. And we even have examples of some pretty old wise ones. Like, Bear is old. Yeah. And she doesn't seem that old. She can channel. She has white hair, but she doesn't look like elderly, elderly.
1: And she probably is.
0: Yeah. And even, like, Varen is pretty old for an Aes Sedai. Yeah. And she still has that ageless quality. She's got white hair.
1: Yeah, I'd put her at, like, 50, but, like, you could, your hair can go white really early.
0: Right. So Moraine being much n- newerly made Aes Sedai compared to someone like Varen, and certainly newer to the power than Bear, even if Moraine is a lot stronger, she probably caps out at, like, 40 until she's real old. And I'm talking, like... 200.
1: And then she looks like maybe 60. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that was just my random thought. Not really relating to what happens in the Swan chapter.
0: Yeah. The de-aging, speaking of what does happen in the Swan chapter, the de-aging does appear to be helping Lyanna a lot.
1: Yes. Lyanna is having a grand old time figuring out how to use her rediscovered power is what I'm going to call it. Yeah, because like she lost, well, she lost the power that she had. She lost her access to the one power. But I think that this, like, w- using her womanness to her advantage, is a power in itself. Yeah.
0: So it's definitely it, She's thrown herself into it to avoid the really, really shitty side effects of being stilled. Yeah, it's never going to replace the one power. No, I guess how do you replace one of your senses? But she seems to be having a good time with it. She's certainly enjoying fucking with Logan.
1: Liana and Swan are both taking two very different approaches to dealing with a traumatic event. Liana is throwing herself into something else completely to kind of ignore that it happened. Swan is trying to reframe the thing that happened into being positive. Yeah. I think Swan's a little healthier just in terms of... A therapist sort would of... a therapist would tell Swan to reframe. A therapist is not going to tell someone to go flirt their ass off to avoid dealing with the thing that happened to them emotionally.
0: Maybe, and I think in a case of pure trauma, you're you're mostly right. I think that Swan is still approaching it from quite unhealthy, like from a quite unhealthy place, because I think she is she's trying to find all of these good sides to it so that she can get revenge like they're not good sides they're tools that she now has to get revenge
1: that's true but she's reframing and i She enjoy is it.
0: reframing it's just she's reframing from trauma to revenge and yeah that's that's well
1: some of it isn't necessarily than... even revenge some of it is still i need to continue doing what i was before so i'm going to reframe this thing that happened to me to be able to con- like continue to go on with what my goal was originally. I Like, oh, me being younger, I'm going to be able to possibly, like, no one recognizes me. I'm going to be able to help Rand differently than I did before. Yeah,
0: and she uses it. She has that encounter with one of the blue agents, and they don't know who she is. They just assume she's some other...
1: Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears.
0: Not even a sister.
1: Well, because she doesn't have that.
0: Right, she doesn't have the agelessness. Yeah. No, I would be interested to see how well Swan copes after the last battle? Yeah. Because even her more healthy outlet for finding tools and being stilled is still tools, right? She's still viewing them as tools to help the world get through the last battle, and I kind of wonder if she is I know I I I don't have to wonder, I know. I know what happens. That's the podcast. At this point though, the podcast might be saying that's the podcast.
1: Yeah. I think it but is. But
0: I, I would wonder, if I were reading this for the first time now, <laughs> if Swan would be able to cope after she no longer has a mission.
1: I don't think she's going to be able to, but I also don't necessarily know that she's going to survive the last battle. And I think that's where she's coming True. from.
0: That, yeah. And, and it kind of, I think, in a small way, mirrors Rand's outlook on the last battle. Rand assumes he's going to die there.
1: If he doesn't die, he's going to go crazy and he's probably going to put a contingency plan in of, like, if I manage to survive the last battle and I'm crazy, can someone attempt to kill me?
0: Yeah. Like, hey, like, Nynaeve, just just put me out.
1: Yeah. Like, put me and the rest of the world out of their miseries so that I don't volcano myself.
0: Right. Now, most of the swan stuff is dealing with her being young. Uh, we get a hint. I don't know if I'd call it stronger than a hint, but they get a message about where the blues went.
1: And Saladar. Yeah, I think that's where they grow in. We get a little bit from Min, and really the only thing we get from the Min section is her watching Yana and going, I wish I could affect at least one man that way. And then she yep. like, scolds herself, and then Swan's like, we gotta go. Yeah. The white cloaks are here.
0: Yep. And she did, Swan did something to piss him off. I don't know. I actually don't know if I believe her. <laughs> Or if she was just saying that, I I don't remember this part of the book very well, so I actually don't I, know. From what
1: I understood, they I think they are just looking for her in general because she was Amerlin. She was Amerlin, and I feel like the Amerlin would tell the White Cloaks, like the new Amberlin would be like, "Hey, uh, she's not actually dead. Um, go find her and kill her, please."
0: That is assuming that we think Elida is smart enough to do that.
1: That's also fair. And is kind of dumb. Yeah. but She
0: overthrew Swan. Yep. Not a good idea.
1: But either way, from what I, at least from what I understood in that section, that she just, like, they were after her already, and then she okay. ran into them, and they were like, hmm, you're suspicious, even though you don't necessarily look like the person that we're looking for. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: And then we get a little bit from Gareth Brynn, who's basically just, like, following Swan and company.
0: Yeah. And he's very, he's, he like keeps reminding himself that he's doing it because he wants to know why she broke her oath.
1: I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> Does he have a crush on Swan?
0: Who knows? Maybe he's trying to fill the hole in his heart that Morgay's left. Because that's another thing. He keeps trying to think, of, to not think about Morghese, so much so that it's noted in his section that he has told all of his men. Never say the name morghese <laughs> That one day it was fine, and then suddenly she f- fired him, kicked him out, basically almost called him a traitor for giving some advice that he w- was would have given normally.
1: Yeah, well, we know what happened there.
0: There's a little bit of Robin influence.
1: A little? I think entirely.
0: I was, yeah, I was being a little sarcastic. Huh. That's the thing I do. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Infrequently. So. That's mostly all the Swan, Min, Leanna, and Gareth Bryn stuff. It's like a real quick, like, two, two short chapters.
1: I think it's the same chapter. Or is it? Maybe I think,
0: I'm think i pretty sure that Gareth Bryn is a separate chapter. I, I don't fully remember. This is they definitely... They are very, like,
1: short chapters. And really, not a whole lot happens.
0: Yeah, not a whole a lot happens in this whole section. And this is definitely the part of the series where it all starts to run together for me, except for specific events. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there are a few events at the end of this book that I remember. There's a real big one in the next one. There's a, a pretty big one in book seven. I couldn't tell you about book eight. Book nine has probably the second most important event since uh, since tier and until the last battle. All right. Ted is garbage. You can light it on fire. <laughs> don't actually light it on fire. It's still, it's got stuff that you need. Eleven. It could have
1: been an email, though.
0: Yes, it is 700 pages. That could have been an email. That, yeah, is absolutely right. Um, I don't know why I'm recapping the books.
1: I don't know why Spoiler you are free. Either. So
0: I'm going to stop and not say anything about book 11. But and instead, we're going to talk about. If they're
1: running together for you, that is also why you're rereading them. Yes, and it
0: is why podcast. I reread them regularly.
1: But specifically to go along with the podcast so that you've read the section so that you know exactly what happened up to that (laughs) point.
0: So I don't pull in stuff from, like, three books later that I think is happening now. Yeah. So. But, yeah, let's let's talk about Elaine and how she needs to get her head on straight. Because (sighs) although Nynaeve is complaining too much and being very unfair to Elaine, who, by all accounts, is... Being the second most reasonable adult in this group, Tom is the most reasonable.
1: Tom is always the most reasonable. I think Julin is just neutral.
0: Julin's neutral. Julin is there to help. He's not there to make decisions because he's way out of his depth with Aes Sedai. Yeah. But Elaine uh, has been flirting with Tom
1: because there's nobody
0: else to flirt with.
1: I have several thoughts here.
0: Hit him. Hit me with him.
1: One that is Nynaeve's only valid complaint in this it entire is. section, yes. is that Elaine's behavior is out of control. Yep. Re-Tom. Yep. Two, I did not read her behavior as being flirtatious in the first couple of pages until we got it from... From her. From her, and then having a conversation with Nynaeve. It was kind of miss. This is another... This is one of those sections where showing is great... And you should try to show, not tell, as much as you can with your writing. This is one instance where you could have just added a little bit of telling in with Nynaeve's first paragraph. So that from the beginning, Elaine's behavior is read as flirting and not just, this is basically my dad and I'm trying to reconnect with him.
0: Counterpoint. He does tell you right after. It goes from Nynaeve complaining about that to an Elaine POV and like the next paragraph. It's like, yeah, I'm flirting with Tom because there's no But that's like
1: 15 pages later.
0: Yeah, it's Robert Jordan. There's like 700 pages. That's not that long in the grand scheme of things.
1: It's just, I first read it as being a little bit too much of like a daddy's girl, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> like an actual like father daughter relationship.
0: <laughs> not a daddy's girl. Not
1: a, <laughs> no, but like, you know, being that like father's daughter. Yeah. Type situation, and then there's the awkward conversation it's, where she's like having a crush on Tom because
0: there's nobody else. There's
1: nobody else around, and it's like, girl, <laughs> yeah, fucked your mom.
0: Yeah, it's fucking weird.
1: If I'm gonna, I don't know how old Julian is. In my head, he's the same age as Tom. No, no, he's no? wait, Tom is old. See, I think I have Hot Tom in my head. I just yeah,
0: that's that's the problem now. There's always going to be Hot Tom lurking <laughs> lurking in your head.
1: I also never thought Tom was all that old to begin with. When no, Tom they said, is like the
0: same age as Moraine, Tom is like sixty.
1: I think my daddy was like fifty, but like a like a George Clooney fifty, not necessarily hot, but like doesn't look that old. Or like David Boreanaz, who has not aged since he was on ah, Buffy the Vampire fair. Slayer. So like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and no. he's in his he's he's in his fifties now. Tom is sixty. All right.
0: He's well. He's not necessarily like straight up sixty, but he's definitely in his sixties. He's about the same age as Moraine. All right. I would say Morgaine's late forties, early fifties.
1: All right. Tom has got away with younger women.
0: Uh, apparently.
1: Well. This is this is if you're all... hot, Tom. Are and we just can, are we gonna go ahead and not say that Book Tom is also hot? If he's getting all these younger women, there has to be something about him. Look,
0: we know Book Tom is good with his hands. He's juggling, he's throwing knives, he's playing the harp and the flute.
1: He keeps good He's gr- got he, dexterous he's, fingers. And he grooms his facial hair well.
0: And he grooms his facial hair well.
1: Both are two very sexy qualities. Yeah,
0: and he knows how to twitch his mustaches.
1: Which means Or I uh, sorry sorry
0: he knows how to blow out his mustaches. And what the fuck is that? But <laughs> Which
1: means he might not I'm pretty not sure just he knows be...
0: how to blow out other things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he might not just be good with his hands. Anyway. If she was flirt in my head Julian was the same age as Tom. That is incorrect. My point still stands. If she was flirting with Julian if Julian was the same age, not uh, a problem. Julian didn't-,
0: didn't fuck her mom.
1: Yeah. If if she was flirting with Nynaeve's dad figure, fine. Didn't fuck your mom. Yup. You know Tom fucked your mom. Yup.
0: It's not good. You have
1: memories of being a small child bouncing on his knee. Yup. What in the gender-flipped Oedipal Complex is (laughs) happening?
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a term for that, and I don't know what it is. I don't
1: either, and I... I said that, and we were supposed to look it up, and then we did not. So we're just going with what I said. Yep. But.
0: Yeah, it's not okay, and Elaine needs to get it the fuck together.
1: Like, I get it that you wrote Rand two very confusing letters within a half an hour of each other, and then he doesn't know which one is true. Yep. And you're worried. And
0: then he just has Avienda screaming in his ear that Elaine loves him, and that's got to be confusing.
1: And I think he believes her at this point, because Nynaeve and Egwene have also told him this at some point.
0: Nynaeve hasn't.
1: Well, Nynaeve Elaine has
0: passed it along. Passed it
1: along to Egwene.
0: Yeah. I don't know how... I don't know. If, is Egwene actually telling him? One, are they interacting in a non-adversarial way?
1: Or is Egwene just telling Avienda to tell him, and so he's just really right. confused? Or is, is, is this like a really weird game of telephone...
0: Yeah, where one operator is just kind of unreliable because I can also totally see, and I don't, I don't really, I don't know if this happens or not. Again, this is the part of the books that run together for me. I can totally see Egwene hearing that information and going either Rand doesn't need that, so I'm not going to tell him, or Rand doesn't deserve to know that information. He's being an asshole right now. That's like I can all see her doing quite either.
1: Quite possible, or we've got this game of telephone that has either three or four people in it, depending. Elaine. Either Elaine to Egwene <clears throat> to Avienda to Rand, or Ni- Eg- Elaine to Nynaeve to Egwene to Avienda to Rand. Yeah.
0: And here's what happens in, in that scenario. Elaine tells Nynaeve, Nynaeve tells Egwene, who tells Avienda, who then tells Rand how hot Elaine is.
1: I mean, she's not wrong, but that is not the okay. message.
0: <laughs> Avienda has some bye vibes, right? Yes. What is it with...
1: Anyone who s- wields a spear? Spear buys. Spear my, buys. I have a
0: new theory. And this theory is totally driven by my absolute love for Pedro Pascal.
1: Well, because it started with... We saw an interview with Pedro Pascal. And the interviewer was like, did you know like, you're the daddy of the internet? And he yeah. completely embraces it because Pedro Pascal has daddy vibes. And I think... Yeah, he does. In my head... Ruark is Pedro Pascal. Yep. Just based purely on vibes, like I know that they don't look alike. They I don't. I know that would not be a good casting, but based on vibes, now in my head when I see Ruark, I see Pedro Pascal.
0: Yeah, and Pedro Pascal played Oberyn Martell, who might be the like patron saint of spear buys. I, th- I think. Because like the first time we get inter- introduced to Oberyn Martell, he's in a brothel with... with a woman, and then a then a male whore walks in. It's like, all right, let's have some fun. Yeah. He
1: is equal opportunity. Oh yeah.
0: And um let me just tell you that I was very sad that Oberon died in the books, and I hoped that they changed it in the show. No, they kept it. And then it they equally. killed Pedro Pascal, and I felt it in my soul. <laughs> It's and I am very sad.
1: You are you are by for Pedro Pascal and Oscar, and Oscar Isaac. Isaac
0: and like a a li- and like a little bit Diego Luna.
1: You have a type. I have
0: a type and it's it's latin men.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's women and yeah. famous latin men. <laughs> yep.
0: yep. If they look good gray.
1: <laughs> and in cozy sweaters. And in
0: cozy sweaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But yes, yeah, so I imagine Ruark is Yep. Yeah. And anyway, Pascal. The, the other
0: member of the spear by club is Bicon Matt Coffin.
1: And a little bit Avienda. And Avienda. And most of the maidens.
0: Most of Yeah, the maidens have some pillow friend vibes. Yeah. But also, they don't necessarily need to. It's different than Aes Sedai, where Aes Sedai have pillow friend out of convenience energy sometimes. Like, some of them just get together to get the sexual energy out.
1: That is never anything a straight woman would do. Just putting it out there. Very fair. <laughs> that is not straight energy. And it's I, I will contend
0: energy. that there are a lot of lesbian eyes and I.
1: And Tons if, of them. And any of them who have a pillow friend is at a minimum bisexual.
0: That's fair. <laughs> straight You're probably women right.
1: Don't think about sleeping with straight women just to get sexual energy out.
0: That's fair. But anyway, so the, the maidens are different because.
1: They're going to sleep with a woman because they want to sleep yeah. with a woman.
0: They could They could get some dick if they wanted to.
1: And they also... They do. Yeah, they do.
0: And they get pregnant, and then they just give up the child.
1: <laughs> yeah, Because they're like, I'm going to still be a maiden.
0: I'm a warrior. Have a child. Yeah. Random no. person.
1: The Some of the... The Aes Sedai are using the fact that they're Aes Sedai and don't have access to men as an excuse... Yeah. ...to get their bisexual energy yeah, out.
0: Except the Greens. Yeah, well... <laughs> the Greens are just like, how about I have a lot of warders...
1: They probably also have pillow friends, let's be real.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah.
1: The Greens, I guess, would be the... Most I said I with the pillow friends are, like, in denial. They've got some internalized denial going on, whereas the Maidens are like, no, I'm not in denial. At least
0: in the show, Greens are clearly down for some group sex.
1: We love the poly representation in the show. Oh, yes. I love them. I was
0: And Elaine, Elaine going to mentions, be devastated if one of them dies. <laughs> Elaine mentions here that... She's gonna be green because greens can marry their warders, and it's not weird, or yeah. it's less weird. So yeah, they're not just all poly. There's diversity in the greens.
1: Yeah, they either want to be yeah. monogamous or like not necessarily tied down, but monogamous or poly or whatever. Whatever's yeah. gonna go on. There's rep- There's there's diversity. Yeah. Yes, the maidens have very much like I'm an out and bisexual vibe.
0: Yeah. They, I, said, I, would,
1: I have either I am a closeted bisexual or a lesbian.
0: I would vibes. posit that if the Wheel of Time was written today, Robert Jordan would maybe not. And it's it's tough to say what an author would or wouldn't do when they're dead, mm-hmm. right? But I could see it being very realistic that the Aiel do not have a term for being bi
1: because it's just, it's just
0: who people are.
1: Sexuality is fluid. Why do we need right. to like? They do seem like a very Sexuality is fluid. Why do we need to name any of it?
0: Right. You know what sexuality or sexual orientation is in Aiel culture? It's your warrior society. <laughs> that's what it is.
1: That would make sense. What
0: What are the billion genders? Just the different warrior societies. Yeah. You're not a man or a woman or anything else. You are a red shield or
1: a, a stone dog
0: or a maiden. And that's all that matters. <laughs>
1: I like that. That would be good. Yeah, I'd read that. Yeah,
0: I don't know if that would actually happen. I th- it would fit with what he writ what he wrote though.
1: Yeah, and but yeah, the there's there's the spear buys, and I wonder are there other fantasy novels that have
0: yeah. This, w- is
1: this a trope? I
0: want to know if it's a like trope. A I got to do some research. Is it now? like a
1: character trope? Because I haven't read a lot of fantasy novels, and like. Even in the fantasy novels that I have read, none of them have characters that even wield spears. So I can't... That's fair. I can't say. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, I read a lot of stuff with Fae and usually they have wings. And so why are yeah. you... Why, you can't really use a spear and have wings and fly and... It, I would
0: argue a spear is the best is... Well, the spear is almost always the best weapon for a single person to use because it's very easy to pick up yeah, but and if you're make.
1: Flying, you kind of have like... You,
0: you poke. What are you going to do, use a sword?
1: They've got magical powers.
0: If you have magic, you use the magic. Yeah. But if you don't have magic, or if the only magic is that you can fly,
1: use a spear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's other spear buys out there.
0: I am going to have to do some research. I would say maybe I'm... So I'm currently reading the second book in the Bloodsorn trilogy, and there is maybe a spear buy in it, but she might be lesbian. And she's not exclusively spears. She's like part of a like a Viking-esque war band. Okay. And so they just often use spears, but they will use any weapon they can get their hands on. And they carry a lot of them. Yeah. She's got like a spear and a sword and a sea axe, which is like a short sword slash dagger.
1: You drop your sword. I pull out my other sword. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we've, been, we've gone on a really big tangent with the Elaine stuff. We have. We've ended up back at the previous section, which should tell you how much happens in this section but one thing I want to make sure to talk about is Rhonda McCura. she is the worst there are a lot of the worsts in the wheel of time she's not actually the worst she's a yellow eyes and ears agent which is kind of rare I didn't really
1: rare. think that she was all that bad she got she had instructions
0: she had instructions but the thing that makes her bad is the thing that she knows how to do she has discovered apparently not very many other people have discovered this either That there is a leaf called Forkroot that will knock a... If if the dosage is high enough, it will knock somebody who can channel out and prevent them from channeling. Like there's a shield on them, but it's a chemical shield and not a one power shield. Yeah. So they literally, however strong they are, they can't overcome it.
1: Right, because in... In universe, you don't need to move in order to channel. So it's not just rendering them, oh, you can't move, so therefore you can't channel. It's, you can't even touch the source.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up working in the show. Forkroot, I, I don't think they could cut Forkroot, and they, they kind of have to do it. I thought they were going to introduce Forkroot with the White Cloaks. I thought that was going to be how he caught that one yellow sister.
1: That's, now I'm thinking back to conversations we had yeah. about that. And now I see what you were trying to not get at, but also get at.
0: Right. I thought that's how they were going to do it. And then it was like, okay, but I, I guess all I said I have this crutch of having to, you know, do a rain dance to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get why they have it because it would be very boring television to just watch two people stand there and stare at each other and have a battle. Like that would be yeah. boring.
0: Yeah. But also tone it down like a solid sixty percent.
1: Yeah, this is not a show podcast. This is not
0: a show podcast.
1: At this least, is a, no, not a show podcast episode.
0: True, this is we're talking about Forkroot. So, Rhonda McCurry drugs Elaine and Nynaeve with Forkroot, and had never heard about it. Elena never heard about it, and Rhonda McCurry is like the tower doesn't even know. I can I know what to do with this.
1: I don't necessarily. I that I don't think. She's dangerous but she's not she's not evil. she's not the worst and in the way that we use they are the worst, the worst yeah. in this podcast it is they are bad they That's are a true. bad person she
0: is not necessarily a bad she's person she's not a bad
1: person she has dangerous information but she's using the information upon that is coming from orders from the tower and she doesn't have any sort of powers. Right. You're going you're gonna to listen to the woman with magical powers telling you yeah. what to do. And if the magical woman tells you to <laughs> bring this person to them under any means necessary. Yeah. How else are you supposed to do that except render them powerless? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, where my defense of Gawain comes in, too. He ain't magic. No, he's, he's just, just following dumb. He's just following orders from a woman who could smack him down without even lifting a finger. That's true. This is where my... <laughs> <laughs> I am Gawain's defense lawyer.
0: I still think he's a dumb boy. He's still I, a dumb boy. I can th- understand where he came to that, or how he came to that decision. I am
1: Gawain's defense attorney, and that doesn't necessarily mean he has to be innocent, but that means I will <laughs> keep him out of prison.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Very fair.
1: I am... Reserving the right to drop him yes. as a client okay. in the future, depending on what he does.
0: <laughs> Very fair. So, Rhonda McCura drugs them, and then Tom and Julian save them. Yep. Because Tom was like, they're going to get into some trouble because they're just kind of gallivanting about town.
1: And so Julin follows them. Yep. And then he comes back to Tom and be like, they got into trouble. And so they both...
0: They just, like, knock both the women out in the shop.
1: And then... And Nynaeve, like, threatens Makura with Julin torturing her and tells Julin to just go get a bunch of random stuff. And he he says...
0: He's like, I'm going to go pick up some stuff.
1: I'm going to get some salt and and
0: some. It's like a bucket, some salt, and, like, hair ties or something. It's like three innocuous objects.
1: And they are terrified. And they're just like, don't do this. Which is funny later when Elaine's like, what were you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The first instrument you have in your torture toolbox is fear. If you instill fear, you don't have to pull out the other tools. It's a
0: shame we don't get more jeweling because sometimes jeweling is spooky. Sometimes jeweling is like, if they don't know what you're going to do, they're going to assume the worst. And then whatever you do to them is going to be even worse.
1: And, I mean, you see it in movies all the time when, like, there's a spy who's about to get tortured and the person torturing gets this giant thing and, like, unrolls it so that you can see all the tools. That's the first instrument of torture. Mm -hmm. It's the psychological. Yeah. If you can break someone psychologically, you don't even have to use a...
0: And apparently Julian's real good at it.
1: Yeah. Because they... Although... They fold. They break real easy and give up all kinds of information.
0: In their defense and... Not necessarily against Julin, but I would also be near breaking if I were faced down with a furious Nynaeve.
1: Yeah, you don't need to channel. No. Nynaeve doesn't need to channel Uh in order to terrify people.
0: Nope, nope, nope.
1: Especially since Nynaeve was the one instructing Julin to go get he's like, go get your torture implements and then he says what they are and then he goes downstairs and she's like, You gonna tell me information now? Yep. She's like the mob boss. She doesn't have to get her hands dirty.
0: Yeah, but she will. (sighs) <sighs> Elaine might not. But Elaine, Elaine is not your typical princess. She would get her hands dirty. Yeah. If she needed to. She was fucking hunting the Black Aja.
1: Yeah, she's going to do what she's going to do. Yeah. Anyway, so,
0: from this we learn the Amaryllins has recalled all the Aes Sedai, which we already kind of knew.
1: Yeah, that was the true message, that like all sisters are welcome to return to the Tower. The Tower must be whole and strong. And when Nynaeve's interrogating... And the two women later, she's like, what's the real message? And she's like, that was it. I didn't think there was any harm in telling you because I don't understand what it means.
0: Right. And the Amberlin also has been giving out, Elida has been giving out Egwene's description.
1: And telling them to bring her back with yep. any means necessary.
0: Clearly, Elida does not give any fucks about Nynaeve or Egwene.
1: <laughs> yeah, she only cares about Elaine. Which,
0: which tracks
1: is probably her attempting to get back in the good graces of Morgay's, possibly? Maybe. Or to...
0: Have some power over Have her. some
1: power over Morgay's. Either one.
0: Neither is going to work. It's like, oh, hello, Robin.
1: Yeah, the only reason that Morgay's sent her away to begin with was because of Robin, I'm going to guess.
0: No. Elaine was sent to the tower before.
1: No, I mean, Elida. Oh, you, El- That's what I... Elida
0: I'd- or Swan? Because Swan sent... Elaine away to hunt the Black Asha because.
1: I probably said Elaine instead of Elida. I think the only reason Morgaze got rid of Elida is because ah. of Robin.
0: Oh, you know, that's a good theory. It, it, I think the timeline doesn't 100% work up because I think Gabriel shows up the book after. It, it could be, but it's not explicitly mentioned. He could have been
1: there and just not been mentioned.
0: That's true. It's not explicitly mentioned, but it definitely could be that. I think another element of that is. Elaine went missing for, like, five months. That's, yeah. And Morghese is not a forgiving woman.
1: No, but... Even
0: when she is not being controlled by Robin.
1: Yeah, but we don't know what the timeline is, and so I'm gonna, yeah. I think it's a fair guess that Robin first sent Elida away. Yeah. And then if when they he realized he couldn't control Gareth Brynn anymore, he had Morghese send him away, too. Yeah. If they haven't
0: cut him in the show, and they've definitely cut some forsaken which they should because there's too many of them (laughs) there are 13 of them oh my god
1: there's not Um, gonna be enough seasons
0: yeah well i mean we did go through two in a book
1: yeah but there's not gonna be enough seasons we haven't we've only we haven't killed one that's true i mean they probably just cut the first two those are easy to cut you don't actually need to kill them you don't need them to be there at all they immediately die they're not characters Right. The only reason they exist is to show how powerful Rand is, that even when he doesn't know what he's doing, right. he can kill a Forsaken.
0: Anyway, they've cut them down to, I think, eight or nine. I think it's eight Forsaken. If they haven't cut Robin, I wouldn't be opposed to them having Robin show up earlier. Because one of the problems with the Forsaken is that, kind of aside from Landfear, they're sort of ineffective. Like, a lot of their effectiveness is... In how they have af- how they have affected the world, right? Like, they're sowing discord and they're, they're doing all these things to cause cracks and to make it difficult for Rand to unite everybody, that, which is a thing that he has to do to win the last battle. But individually, you run into him and it's like, okay, well, Agenor and Baltimore just kind of died easily. Yeah. Asmodian's been captured. Ishamael yep. put up a little bit of a fight. Rand had to kill him three times. Yeah. And the last time stuck. Mogedian got kind of shit on by Nynaeve. Yeah. I, Mogadine's not done.
1: No, she's. And she still certainly hanging around. won't be
0: caught by surprise again. The only one who's done anything effective has been Lanfear, and we're not really sure what her goals are.
1: And I'd argue Robin. He's got the Queen yes. under control.
0: Robin is probably of the Forsaken the most effective. I forgot about Bilal. Who's
1: <laughs> Bilal? He's the
0: one that shows up and then gets bail fired by Moraine. Oh, yeah. He does nothing.
1: Because he was just in tier he, he trying was... to wreak havoc, but not uh, Well, really and because Kalendor is there. Yeah, like, he was trying to do stuff.
0: He shows up for, like, two pages, but he gets bail-fired by Moraine.
1: I think, like, they're... we've got a lot of these Forsaken, and we get a lot of reports of their being Forsaken trying to put themselves in positions of power to control cities. You can easily yeah. cut a lot of those out, merge them into yeah. Robin, and have <laughs> his control over Morgay's be what yeah descri- be the example of that specific type of I'm going to try to sow discourse into the world just yeah. cut it all out just have one
0: so far the ones that I think we absolutely need are landfear yeah cuz you this the show shouldn't exist without landfear asmodean moggedian ishamael obviously but we have ishamael yeah yeah probably samarag I said Mogedian. Um, Demandred I said Samael I said Samael I'm forgetting what I'm saying mid-list
1: you This is a really I'm great list so Already I, forgetting, yeah. or forgetting
0: There are some of them that are pretty essential And the ones that aren't you can just kind of shove in Or even like introduce them later
1: The only ones that I have seen so far That actually seem to impact the plot Have been Ishamael, Lanfear, and Robin That's fair and Asmodian, yeah. To me, those are the those are four that you definitely need. I yeah. think like all of the other ones that we haven't even seen on page, and they're just being there's reports of them being controlling of other areas and places. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily need them. Probably throw maybe Bilal in there just as a. Here's what Rand can do to kill a Forsaken and have him bail fire a Forsaken like in the show. Just like to yeah. Get so, two, two birds with one stone. Look, he killed a Forsaken. Yeah. And look, weird magic time travel fire.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: This is not a show podcast this episode. This is not a show podcast episode.
0: Nothing happens but in nothing this happens section. But nothing happens in this section, so we got to talk about something. Yeah. We like, get this, w- back to the books, we get this really weird omniscient POV at the end of the Ronda Makura stuff where it like describes the chain of events that lead to people knowing that Egwayne, that Elaine is out in the
1: world. Is that what happened? Because I, I think I honestly read two sentences and then just turned the page. <laughs> and I don't normally do that. It's basically like
0: somebody sent a – Rhonda Makura sends a letter to the White Tower. And then she sends another one because she said she would send backups. Yeah. And then somebody who has been watching her sends a third one somewhere.
1: Yeah, I just like I mean, I was listening to it, so I did hear the words, but they went in one ear and out the other because yeah. I was like responding to a text message because I didn't care about what was happening in those paragraphs. Yeah,
0: it's it's really it
1: I really hate it when he does these <laughs> um weird omniscient POV things. Yeah. It it's, it's it's honestly bad writing. I, it's, it's not odd. It, it's bad writing.
0: Sure. I don't I, mind them.
1: I don't like them at all.
0: I like them at the beginning of the book. I, I like the omniscient third person of The Wind at the beginning.
1: It's a cool way to introduce a book. But that's not... That's totally omniscient. There's not a character that's focused... Like, that's just completely world omniscient. Yeah. Whereas these weird... We call them omniscient POVs, but they're not. It's just constant head switching.
0: It's not really... I mean, it's it's not even head switching. It is omniscient. It's just... It doesn't follow the thread all the way through.
1: Yeah, I just like it, it. reads as head switching, and that's just like
0: very fair. It does switch focus
1: a lot, like within the same paragraph, and it's just like you gotta pick a, you gotta yeah. pick a POV. Yeah, I hate like I just really hate omniscient. That's fair. It, it it's hard to follow.
0: Very very fair. I think we've covered everything.
1: Um.
0: You know what? We haven't. There's, they run into the circus.
1: There's a circus.
0: Val and Luca's traveling menagerie. They have elephants.
1: They do have elephants. They call them giant boar horses, which I yep. think is hysterical.
0: Well, they don't know what a giraffe is, even.
1: But yeah, they're. I mean, giant boar horse is. Pretty accurate. Like it. That's a good compound word for an elephant. If you don't have a word. Yeah. For it, they've got tusks. Mm-hmm. They're big. And you could ride them.
0: Yep. And the, the menagerie is camped outside of town.
1: And they, like, ask Elaine to be their patron. Because
0: and... Elaine's still masquerading as a lady.
1: And then that, then they go to Teller on Riyadh, and Nynaeve looks for Brigitta, who saw yep. a bunch of Forsaken.
0: Yeah, Birgitta's been doing some spying for Nynaeve and Elaine in Teller and Riyadh, which is forbidden. She's not supposed to do it.
1: Nope, but she is.
0: The... <laughs> We learned that Guidel Cain has been reborn.
1: Yep, he got spit out yep. into the pattern again. So she'll be gone
0: soon. Not mind? soon.
1: It could be five years for Nynaeve and ten minutes for her. Right. Because, because... time is not a one to one like one minute there is five years out here. Yeah,
0: time is the speed of time is not constant in Telran Riyad. No, it is in sync. Teleron Rod is never ahead of or behind the real world, but there's, like, a weird time dilation.
1: Of, like, how time feels.
0: Yeah. So, eventually, Brigitte will no longer be in the dream world, and she will be a little baby somewhere. Yep. A little baby Annie Oakley.
1: And then there's a solid, like, five pages of Nynaeve talking about dresses and Lan, and you'd think I'd love that. But I was just so annoyed with Nynaeve at that <laughs> point that I honestly am like... Lan would not like you right now. No, he wouldn't. You are you would be turning him off very quickly. Yeah. And I do not want that for you, so you need to get it together.
0: Yep. She needs to I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing Nynaeve at the beginning stages of character growth. She hasn't had an opportunity to like grow really as a character for the past four books.
1: So she's just gonna regress first?
0: We're seeing her struggle against her new circumstances. She's used to being in charge, being the person that everybody comes to for answers. And now she's in a situation where she... Not only is she not that person, but she has to rely on other people. And that's the whole thing with her anger and the block and her anger is she can't let go. Yeah. And she can't let go of having to do everything herself, which is part of why she's so frustrated with Elaine, who... So far, aside from the weird flirting with the guy who fucked her mom, has been very capable at understanding when she is not the person to do something. Yes. And Nynaeve's kind of face to face with that every day.
1: And Elaine is honestly propelling their mission forward. Nynaeve is burning bridges as she goes. And if Elaine was not there to immediately put the fire out... They'd been. They would have been killed by the Black Aja right. months ago.
0: Some of it, I think, also comes into Nynaeve's experience with the village council back in the Two Rivers, where aside from like Tam and Abel Coffin, most of the village council, most of the men of the Two Rivers, were just things, just people to be ignored. She knew better than they did. She was going to make the right decisions. She just had to get box the ears of the village council until they agreed and. That is not Tom, either. No. Tom is much more worldly than anybody else there. He's been around, and he knows how to handle himself. And he knows how to handle himself independently, which is not something Nynaeve likes.
1: And he's sort of taking Julin under his wing in a way and doing the same thing. Like he's kind of giving bit. Julin instructions of like, you need to go search for information. I know you're good at that, but this is the different type of information you're looking for now. Right. Like here's the information we need in order to play the game of houses. Yeah. And, and he's I, like teaching Julin, like what information relates to it. Yeah. He won't be able, I don't think Julin's ever gonna be capable of playing the game of houses. No. He just And that's not to say Because he's not smart or capable, I don't think he cares enough to learn. No. He's just going to report back information and let Tom figure it out, which is totally fair. I honestly would not. I would not be that person who wants to learn how to play the game of houses either. I'd be like, "Do you want me to sit here and listen and report back what the information is? Sure. Got you, boss. Right. You do the thinking. I'll do the writing down.
0: Yeah. But so everything in Nynaeve's life is kind of contradictory to... How she thought it would be, how she thought it how she thinks it should be, and it's I think reaching a breaking point for her <laughs> where that's, she's gonna have to kind of break down and rebuild her worldview.
1: That's fair. It's just really and it's really annoying to read and it's not being written sympathetically at all.
0: I don't think it's supposed to be sympathetic.
1: Ugh. you're
0: not supposed to sympathize with Nynaeve here, like it's just... you're suppo- I think you are supposed to find her exasperating,
1: yeah. Probably. And Land would not be about it.
0: He would not be. He would have part no it, patience Part of Naive's uh, irritableness could be that she hasn't seen Land for months at this point. She has no idea where he is. She just thinks Moraine's got her hooks in him.
1: Which, that's she not how does, it... She
0: does, but... Also not. Warders.
1: Because they're, like, they have an equal, like, they have an equal relationship.
0: Like I don't know that they have an equal relationship. They certainly have a partnership. Yeah, but Moraine's the equitable? one in charge.
1: I think equitable. Is...
0: Equitable could be true because Moraine has the one power and Leon is good with a sword.
1: They've got but they, yeah, they've got like a partnership. They've got an equitable yeah. relationship. One person has more Although, capabilities than the other, but
0: even that's starting to They respect each other. Even that's starting to break down now because Lan is being often confounded by Moraine's decisions with Rand. Yeah. The moral of the story is the Dragon Reborn breaks all bonds. Who knows what the world's going to look like.
1: The lesson of this section is Robert Jordan is going to need to get it together with Nynaeve faster, or <laughs> I'm going to throw a book at the wall. Yeah, you're going to throw
0: a book at the wall. You're going to do a Nynaeve.
1: <laughs> and the spine of this book is already a little bit broken, so I think if I throw <laughs> it at a wall, we're going to have to buy a new copy. <laughs>
0: Just wait until book six, when the book is so big it will do damage to the wall instead of the wall doing damage to it. I guess. Because book six is like a thousand pages.
1: Oh dear God!
0: It's very long. <laughs> Why? Because it's the wheel of time.
1: It could have been an email.
0: Book six couldn't have been an email.
1: This section could have been. This an email. section
0: could have been a text.
1: <laughs> it could have. I think it could have been a spam of text messages. Yeah. Like, oh no, we got we got drugged. Just kidding. Tom's here. There's a circus. Yep. Swan has to go south. Pretty much. That's the that's the summary of this section. Yep, they got drugged. There's a circus.
0: <laughs> Time to migrate south like a bird. Yeah. So. Let's do some recurring segments. Actually, before we do recurring segments, where do you think Elaine and Nynaeve are going to end up? Are they going to end up in Saladar with these supposed, where the Blues are supposedly gathering? Are they going to go back to the Tower?
1: I mean, I don't think they want to go back to the Tower now, but they're not going to know to go to Saladar.
0: That's true. All they know to do is go- to go back to the Tower. I suppose they are. No, the, they're intending to go back to the tower right
1: now. They were. And but then they now got they drugged. Know, and then they got drugged, and now they know that the, the tower basically has a hit out on them. Sort of. A kidnapping hit.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: So, like, I wouldn't want to go to a tower. Very fair. Because then they'd like, be runaways. Because they're like, what the heck is Swan doing? Because they still think Swan's the Amaryllin.
0: They do. Yeah, Miranda McCura said the Amaryllin, not Elida. Yeah. So, they're like, why? What are you doing, Swan?
1: Yeah, they are very confused, which like fair.
0: Yeah. So now let's actually do some recurring segments. There have been about zero prophecies in this book,
1: and nothing, nothing has been confirmed in our list of already existing weird yeah. prophetic aura, and visions and shit.
0: Yeah, no, nothing happens in this section.
1: Nothing happens in this section. Ship
0: updates. Nothing happens in this section.
1: Except Nynaeve is really disappointed that they did not get a ship. That's true.
0: She wanted to get on a boat.
1: She want she. And that's rare for naive, but she's yeah. complaining about how long it's taking.
0: And Elida get... had the rational thing, which is like, the Black Asha's going to think we're going to get on a ship. Yeah. And just sink it.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Because Mogedion, one of the Forsaken. Yeah. yeah. Favorite moment. Does one exist?
1: I don't have one. We're
0: being real harsh on this section.
1: I really... I really can't think of anything that I because usually better. my favorite moment isn't oh that was a really cool plot point it's like a cute little character moment yeah
0: and there are no cute character moments here no aside from maybe Min wishing she could flirt better
1: Julin going like I don't know what I was gonna do is funny
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But I don't know like, it doesn't really go on par with what my favorite moments usually are. No. I think if I had to pick one, it probably would be and going, I don't know what I was going to do. But they also <laughs> didn't know what I was going to do. And that's the point.
0: <laughs> Very fair. I think my favorite moment is Naive talking to Brigitte about spotting the Forsaken. The Forsaken are doing some stuff in Telerandriad because yeah. that's what they do. They they hang out in the dream world. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, really nothing happens. Maybe something will happen next section. Could have been an email. (laughs) Could have been an email. All right. This was chapters 8 through 14 of the fires of heaven. That could have been an email.
1: Next section we will be reading is chapters 15 through 19. Bye. Bye.